Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McLean. How's it going, everybody? Lauren McLean here with Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what we have coming up on the show today. BYU and Boise State face off for the 13th and possible final time in the foreseeable future after establishing an intense rivalry during the Cougars' independence era. We'll talk about why we think BYU and Bronco fans alike look forward to this game every year. Plus, Bronco Nation news owner and publisher BJ Rains joins us to discuss why he thinks the rivalry should continue and which P5 conference would be the ideal for Boise State to join. But first, do we dare go there, Cleon? Yes, yes we do. Okay, well, what are your takeaways from last week's BYU football 27-24 to loss against ECU? I will just have one thought for you. Granted, it's kind of a rambling loss, but I'll, I'll just say this. I sat with some friends of mine in the stands for the second half of Friday night's game, and all I would say is disheartening. Fans that I was sitting by, they were so critical. They And, and by the way, they have the right to say whatever they want. Are it, these it, the friends you went with? No, 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 no. These oh, are okay. people that were sitting in the section that I was in. The the friends that I, I went with, one of them just kept yelling, I believe we're going to win this game, <laughs> even as they were lining up for the game-winning kick. Love your hope, um, buddy. But these fans, much like my friend, but much like the other fans too, they, they like to overreact on many different things. You know, why didn't this in the blank happen yeah. why aren't the coaches doing this and most of it is targeted at the coaches they don't target the players very much again they have a right to say that they're you know as they're in there i i don't like it and maybe i've been insulated because i've been sitting in press boxes for yeah. so long or yeah. other places but it was just I'll, I'll say it again disheartening something needs to bring the two sides together and what i'm talking about is the football team and the fans I, i'm not a sure i'm not sure a win over boise state is going to cure everything. It might make it feel a little bit better, but I don't think it's going to cure everything. Many of the fans will support BYU no matter what, but it might be tough to get them back on board until the start of next season, you know, because that's when hope springs eternal for all teams is when the season starts. The rest of football season is now what I think a tryout to see who will be on the team next year, you know, excluding those who are going to graduate or who decide to move on. We'll see who wants to mind a Kalani's future, and there will be some change in the future. I think I think we know that. Your fans expect greatness every single year, and it's just not possible. Well, unless you're Alabama. But even Alabama, they've had down yeah. years, too. Like not, like this year is a slight down year for Alabama yeah, from where uh, they've been previously. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to have yeah. your down years, Still Alabama's the down years? Still in 10. Yeah, exactly. And I pick on Alabama because they seem to be in the college football yeah. playoff or in the championship game every single season or at least being talked about. Right. So, you know, we're now in the wait-till-next-year mode. And, you know, changes, as I said, are going to come. And that will be not only maybe potentially – you know, with the team or the coaching staff or whatever, but it's going to be a change just going into the Big 12 next year. And it's just sad. There seems to be no hope right now. After four straight losses for the fans, maybe even for the team, it just seems like it's like, what is it going to take for us to get out of this funk? And I just hope that they can find something in these last three games of the season where they can find a glimmer of hope. Because right now, as I said, it just feels disheartening. You know, it will mend the relationship between coaches and fans right now winning out Cleon winning out I don't know if it's possible I feel like I don't I'm not saying it's a complete mend I think it will help the relationship a little bit I come into every game with hope of a favorable outcome it's not just me wearing blue goggles it's because I've seen strange things happen in college football each new game presents new opportunities sometimes guys rise to the occasion including coaches and players and I'm not saying that didn't happen to an extent I think there was improvement from the Liberty 
to ECU game on all fronts. It seemed like there was a little more heart, at least from the defense, actually, and the offense as well, in that ECU game. BYU made a field goal for heaven's sakes, Cleon. That is leap in and of itself. <laughs> wow. It is. We got to see the positives, but I keep my heart, I keep getting my heart broken. And hear me out here, okay? I'm like the girl who really, really likes a guy, but is trying to play hard to get because he keeps breaking her heart over and over again, but she keeps giving him chances because she hopes for a better outcome the next time they get back together. Sounds like a country song. She hopes for change, and I love country. <laughs> so there you go. That's my relationship with BYU, which brings up my next point. Something needs to change. I know a lot of us pretend to know exactly what's going on with coaches and players during the game and during the week, but we really don't. And we have some ideas. We don't know the full extent. I don't agree with calling for Kalani's head. I think he's where he needs to be. One thing I loved about Lavelle Edwards uh, when we did our show about him is he surrounded himself with really great coaches. They don't even really talk about the X's and O's with Lavelle. They talk about him being a people person, and I feel like that is one of Kalani's strengths. So where he had weaknesses, he hired someone who had that strength. I'm not here to call out coordinators. I have so much respect for those guys who give their blood, sweat, and tears uh, to this game and take away time from their family. So in whatever form Kalani and Tom choose to decide his best, I'd like to see some change. But it's not going to happen until the end of the season. That's correct. So, yeah, let's hope. let's hope there is some hope. Let's uh, hope for th- there is some hope. Th- let's hope there's some hope for those <laughs> last three games and going into the offseason. I'm going to hold on to that. Luckily, BOU has three more chances to turn things around and become bowl eligible if they win two of the three. But 6-2 Boise State on the Smurf turf is the first stop. This Boise-BOU State rivalry has produced consistently close games. Out of 12 matchups all time, three games have come down to just one single point. And six games have been less than a 10-point difference. Cleon, why do you think this yearly matchup means so much to BYU and Boise State fans? I think it's because of proximity. I think it's because they have good games. I, I, I don't know why, but I, I just love Boise State. I love their story. I, I love that they went from FCS to FBS to BCS busters. They're from Idaho. I like to prop up the West. And, you know, it's a smaller state, too, when it comes to population. I mean, they're the antithesis of warm weather places that should have good football programs. Yes, <laughs> I'm looking at you, UNLV. I always think, why shouldn't you? Why don't you have a better football program than what you do? This is a smaller area, a cold weather climate, and they continue to have success. And that's what I like about Boise State, and that's what I like about this game. It, it just I, I root for teams like Boise State, and I'm like, man, if I'm a BYU fan, I'm glad I get to play these games because they're good teams and they're scrappy teams, mm-hmm. and they make you better. There's like a bunch of farm boys coming together to play football. That's what you think of. I don't know if that's actually what, but I just feel like they they have grit, they have heart, and they outwork a lot of the teams and outsmart a lot of the teams. The coaching has been phenomenal for, for Boise State. I want to start off with a few stats coming into this game. The Cougars are now 106th in total defense, allowing 422.2 yards per game. Yikes. On the other side, the Broncos are number two in total defense, giving up just 232.2 yards per game. BSU starting QB Taylor Green is a six foot six, 220-pound redshirt freshman from Louisville, Texas. He completed 24 of 30 passes for 305 yards and two TDs against Colorado State last week. He also ran for 13 yards. Cleon, how about that? Kalani said a bunch of guys are injured on BYU's side. BYU has only won one time ever at Albertson Stadium on the blue turf against the Broncos. This all sounds like a recipe for disaster for the BYU Cougars. But the thing is, 
like other rivalries, anything can happen in this game. And I feel like it has year in and year out with Boise State. That's how it's historically been. It's produced some incredible memories for coaches, players, and fans on both sides. And that what makes this game mean more to BYU fans and to Boise State fans. There's some healthy trash talk among fans that makes it fun. There's crossover with players from the LES faith that have heard of each other or played against each other at some point or play together even. I would love to see BSU join a P5 conference as far as their athletics go, they deserve it. They've been fantastic over the last couple of decades, and I'm sad to see this annual matchup come to an end. Me too. Me too. Do you think BYU fans like this game? I think it's—this th- is my opinion. I think it's a love-hate relationship. BYU loves to have a, fa- a familiar foe who's good, mm-hmm. but I don't think they like losing to that foe. Uh, familiarity breeds contempt. These two teams have played every year since 2012. Boise's gone 6-4. Uh, and four in those games. Uh, proximity, both in the Intermountain region, you have a lot of Boise people who probably come down here and they're fans, and you have probably a lot of BYU fans who love it up in the area, up in the Idaho area. So there's that too. You know, I've been out of the fan thing for a mix, kind of like what I talked about earlier, you know, sitting in the sands and stands and being despondent. I don't get the contempt because I know there is some contempt. I, in fact, one of our, our assistant producers here, his name's Thomas, he said he went up to a BYU-Boise game up in Boise. He says, those fans weren't very nice. <laughs> and here's what I would say to that. Uh, I remember going to the University of Oregon-BYU game back in the 90s, and those fans weren't very nice. Yeah. But now that I'm kind of a little bit more educated, uh, there are a lot of places where you go where the fans aren't very nice. So I, I guess for me... I just look at the whole thing, and they're going to have bad fans. Every every place has bad fans. I just look at it, and I'm just like, why why not embrace what I would call a rivalry? Why not embrace this, especially since they were one of the teams that came and said, yeah, we'll play you. We'll sign this huge contract to play you every year. They were going to take a couple of years off, and then they had another huge contract mm-hmm. between BYU and Boise before BYU was offered an invitation to the Big 12. So I, I like that Boise said, we like you. We're, 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 we're not too far from each other. Let's play each other. It's a great relationship, really. I think it benefits both sides a lot, or it did benefit both sides during the Independence Era a lot. I loved it. Coming up, let's hear from Boise State's side. We're going to talk to BJ Rains, the owner, publisher, and beat writer for Bronco Nation News. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall. BYU and Boise State have established an exciting rivalry over the Independence Era. And joining us now to talk the future of the matchup is Boise State beat writer, owner and publisher of Bronco Nation News, and four-time NSMA Idaho Sports Writer of the Year, BJ Rains. BJ, thank you so much for coming on with us. No problem. Happy to do it. How are you guys doing? Good. Really good. Uh, BJ, this Saturday will be the 11th year in a row that BYU and Boise State play each other. With BYU moving to the Big 12, what would you like to see happen in the future with this series? Well, I think that everybody in Boise would like to see it keep going. It's been uh, one of the better games on the schedule every year. You know, you're going to get a quality team in BYU, and you're probably going to get a pretty exciting game. I mean, you look back at the the series history, there's been very few blowouts. I mean, there's been a couple, but for the most part, um, every game comes down to a, a last-second field goal or a Hail Mary or a fourth down goal at the two-yard line. I mean, it's uh, they've had some really exciting games, and there's a lot of uh, BYU fans in, Bo- in the Boise area. It's always a sellout, always a big crowd. 
Uh, it's always a great game. So, uh, you know, talking to some of the coaches earlier today at Boise State, they're, uh, you know, sad to see that it's not going to be a, a regular game on the schedule. They love it. Fans love it. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, kind of weird seeing that schedule next year and not have this game on there. Let's talk about that from the fan perspective because you just mentioned that a, a second ago. It, you know, for me, I, I really like the BYU-Boise State game. W- what do you think it means to the fans that that this has been a game year in and year out for several years in a row? Oh, it's been huge. And like I said, it's it's not just that. It's the fact that the games have been so close. There's been so many games down to the wire. I mean, uh, I remember Zach Wilson getting tackled, you know, at the three-yard line or whatever in Boise, and they lost that one. And then a field goal attempt blocked. And then everybody remembers even, you know, uh, back in 2015, I guess it was, the, the Manga Miracle where uh, BYU won on the last uh, second, you know, Hail, Hail Mary there. I mean, there's just been so many close games. And uh, the one a couple of years ago where, where BYU uh, beat Boise State uh, when they were undefeated, I think. I mean, just it's a it's not just, it's just a great game. Every game's good and fun, and it's a great game. And like I said, you got a lot of BYU fans in Boise. It's only six hours uh, drive, so it's a lot of fans from Boise will go down to Provo when they play down there. And and you know, in the Mountain West, Boise State plays you know a lot of uh, winnable games. You know, the New Mexico's and Nevadas and Colorado States of the world. So it's always fun to have that big BYU game on the schedule, and it's usually a big time. You know. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night game. So it's, uh, yeah, it's disappointing that this will be the last year. But I know, to be honest with you, folks uh, in Boise are hoping that uh, maybe this will be a conference game someday. Boise State would love to get in the Big 12 and join them there. And uh, I think they hope that BYU would help them as an ally to to get them in uh, someday. And so I think they're uh, hoping that uh, this isn't the last time they're going to play for a while. I think that would be fantastic. I really do, because it really has developed into such a fun rivalry. Like you said, year in and year out, It is just a really close, good game. Besides that, though, why do you think this matchup has turned into such a good rivalry? I mean, it's two good teams. I mean, it's just two quality teams that uh, obviously do very well recruiting and do very well nationally. And, and, um, you know, there's always a little bit of, you know, animosity when the games are close that uh, fires people up when when, uh, BYU comes into Boise and crushes them. And, and, uh, you know, that that leaves a bad taste. And the next year, you know, last year, Boise State goes down there when BYU is number 10 and and, uh, upsets them. And so I think, you know, the – the upsets and, and uh, things like that, the way the games have been, I think have just been really exciting and lead to trash talking amongst the fan bases and things like that going back and forth. It's an exciting game every year. And, and uh, yeah, it's just become a, you know, it's not like some, you know, rivalry like uh, Oklahoma and Texas or something that have played since the 1800s. I mean, they've only played what, 12 times. And it's been, you know, in the last, you know, a lot of recently here. So it's, it's not a long standing rivalry, but uh, it's certainly become in the last decade you know one of the bigger games on the schedule for Boise State and I think for BYU too and so um yeah it uh sad to see it go but uh like I said I think they'll find a way it's somehow whether it's in the same conference or whether they get something back on the books uh, down the line I think they'll play at some point but the fact that you don't know when that'll be makes uh, Saturday exciting that it could be the last one for a while how do you think all the conference realignment throughout college football has affected Boise State I mean, they're certainly trying. They want to be in that. Uh, they want to be in that conversation. They, they'd love to get in the, the Big Twelve or potentially even the Pac twelve. So, uh, you know, they applied. You know, five six years ago, and when the the Big Twelve took applications, they were one of the teams that applied. And I know in this last round, they'd like to be included as well. And they're doing a, a lot of uh, things to try to get themselves in position for that. They announced a three hundred plus million dollar uh, facility upgrades to football stadium and the basketball arena and building a new uh, volleyball arena and things like that. So they they uh, have, have announced those plans uh, within the last year and 
Um, they're raising fundraising, you know, to levels they never have. So they're trying to uh, do what they can behind the scenes to show that they're uh, willing, you know, ready for that. They're in the midst of putting in a brand new scoreboard right now that won't be ready for for Saturday, unfortunately. But um, they're they're putting in a brand new scoreboard, which will be the biggest one by far in the Mountain West, um, in the uh, South End Zone. So they're doing what they can behind the table to show the the Power Five leagues if they're ready for that, and they're uh, you know waiting for that opportunity, and they hope it comes here if there's another round of of realignment. You know, there's some feeling if Texas and Oklahoma leave, maybe the Big 12 would want to stay, you know, at the 14 or whatever it will be and and uh, maybe look to add like a Boise State and a Memphis or something. So Boise State's holding out hope that, that who knows, maybe they'd get that shot someday and they're doing what they can. But obviously it starts, you know, or I guess it doesn't start with it, but I mean, winning does matter. And so they got to take care of business on the field as well and continue to play well and, and uh, see what happens here. From your perspective, would you say – the fans are more worried about their future place in college football with all this realignment, or are they more excited about the potential of joining a bigger conference? Oh, I think they're I, uh, both. I would definitely think they're worried. They, they, I definitely don't think they want to get left out because a lot of people feel if there's, you know, one more big round that that could be it, you know, for a while. And Boise State really wants to be included in that. And so I think fans think they could compete in that level. They've seen TCU do it. They've seen Utah do it. They've seen these teams that way they competed against, you know, go to the the power conferences and, and do well. And they feel like that's that they can do that, too. And so, um, yeah, I think there are a lot of nervous uh, fans that said if it doesn't if it doesn't happen here in the next round, it may not ever happen. So, you know, they don't want what they don't want to happen is obviously the the top leagues to, to pull away and make their own league or or, you know, the, the they all go to 16 and kind of break away from the group of five teams. So they, they don't want to be left out there. And, um, you know, they feel their track record speaks for itself. They've been a little down the last couple of years in terms of what they're used to, you know, competing in festivals and things like that. But uh, I, I think that they're, you know cautiously uh nervously you know optimistic i guess that uh that, that they feel that they're going to end up in a good spot but they're nervous about it because if it doesn't happen now it may not happen for a while if, if ever which p5 conference do you think fits boise the best i i mean i personally would say the big 12 not just because byu's headed there but i just think that there are some things there that kind of are, are built in that they, they would fit well in the big 12 what about what what do you think yeah, I mean, from like a travel standpoint, just a pure regional standpoint, I think the Pac-12 would be better for them because obviously it'd be shorter travel and more teams on the West Coast and things like that. I mean, I don't know if it makes a ton of sense to, uh, for them to be playing like a conference uh, soccer game, you know, against Central Florida. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't make much sense for BYU either from that standpoint. So I'd go to West Virginia to play a volleyball game or something. So uh, it is what it is. And now that it's all become with charter flights and things, it's not quite as bad. But uh, I think that you're right. I mean, I think they, they probably would prefer to get in the Big 12. I think they feel like the Big 12 uh, values and things and university sizes and academics and stuff. They're more on par with a lot of those teams. Um, it, it, you know, the travel is not obviously ideal, um, but I think the fact that they could potentially become a travel partner with BYU for some visiting teams uh, would make some, uh, you know, make some make them appealing a little bit. And then, um, you know, the fact that uh, the Big 12 is trying to get out into the time zones, you know, further west. You know, they'd like to get into the Pacific one. Um, but if they had another mountain time zone team in Boise State, they could do some things with TV broadcasts and things like that. So I think they would prefer Big 12, even though it doesn't set up as nice for the travel for the other sports. Um, I agree with you. They kind of fit their that profile a little better. And that's probably the one that they would push for. But uh, like I said, at this point, if, if they get an, I don't it's not like they're going to turn down a Pac-12 offer if they get one. So uh, they're, they're just trying to position themselves the best they can, however that is. The Broncos now are six and two and just coming off a beating of Colorado State 49 to 10. You're first in the Mountain West Conference. BYU is coming off a four game losing streak. What are your expectations for this game? 
Yeah, I mean, on on paper, you'd say two teams are kind of going in opposite directions here, but you hear uh, Boise State's coaches talk, and you would think uh, BYU is ranked number one in the country. Uh, I mean, they're they're, uh, talking about this will be one of the best teams Boise State plays all year, and uh, the skill position on offense, and how physical they are on defense, and how big their offensive line is, and uh, Boise State certainly thinks they're going to have their hands full on Saturday with BYU. That you know, like I said, you you know, it sounds kind of cliche or whatever, but you typically do throw the uh, you know the records out the window so to speak or whatever when the when these teams play and so um i I think it's going to be another one of those where um yeah you just you expect it to be a battle maybe it's a game on paper you think boise state's looking like they're in a pretty good spot um but uh you know everybody knows that's not the case it's it's history you know shows that this is going to be a close game down to the wire probably and uh i'm sure byu is pretty mad about last year when boise state came in there and beat them uh you know pretty handedly and the last time they played on the blue uh you know during covid uh you know Boise State got handed pretty easily by uh you know BYU blowing them out so i mean i think there's reasons on both sides why it should be a motivating factor for both teams and BYU wanting to get to a bowl game and a lot a lot of things on the line so uh, yeah i think it's uh going to be a big game and going to be a, a record crowd probably i think it's a uh, you know going to be a like I said, a very exciting game, knowing it might be the last one for a while. So I, I would fully expect this to be like a record crowd for the stadium and have it be an electric atmosphere and, and be a pretty good game. We're talking to Boise State beat writer and owner and publisher of Bronco Nation News, BJ Rains. BJ, thank you so much for taking the time with us, and uh, we'll see how the game goes on Saturday. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks so much, BJ. All right, let's take a look back at some of our favorite moments from the BYU-Boise State matchup. 2004, Cleon, do you remember this? Matt Payne game. I do. I do remember this he game. Gave, he gave a lot of pain to yes, many people that night. He was punter and kicker. He nailed the punter returner twice in that game. Just knocked him over with his shoulder. Like, just, that guy was a big guy. Do any of you guys listening? I don't know if you remember Matt Payne. Look the guy up. Very large in stature. Yes. Especially for a kicker. Unfortunately, he also missed a 38-yard field goal that would have won it for the Cougs, and Boise State wins 28-27. to It was so disappointing because the year before, Boise State came down and beat BYU 50-12 to in that game. Uh, and it was it, you're just like, oh, yes, they're going to do it. They're going to – oh, they're not going to do and it. And they didn't. They didn't do it. All right, 2012, uh, first of – this is going to be the 11th straight year that BYU plays Boise State. So this was game number one of that. Uh, it was a defensive battle. BYU was led by four seniors and future NFL players Daniel Sorensen, Ziggy Ansa, Kyle Van Noy, Bronson Kafusi. Mm-hmm. It was hard to score on these guys. It was also hard for BYU to score on uh, Boise State. In fact, BYU didn't give up a touchdown. Boise's only TD came on a pick six. And then freshman QB Taysom Hill enters the game in the fourth quarter. He scores BYU's lone TD of the game but failed to convert on the two winning two-point conversion. Uh, I remember feeling baffled at this time. Because he was running the ball so well in this game, and on the two-point conversion, they decided to pass. And, yeah, it didn't go well, and BYU loses 7-6 to six in that game. You're probably sitting there thinking, wait, these are some of our favorite games, and then <laughs> you like, mentioned two losses? two losses. They were really good games, too. They were very entertaining games, even if BYU did lose. Side note, though, do you remember when they played Utah and tried for the two-point conversion with Taysom Hill at the helm? Ty Detmer, offensive coordinator, for the win, he tries to run it in, gets stopped. Yeah, so you never know. So he know. didn't throw it on that one, and he got stopped. It, it, it's it's all just a you know you never know. You're like yeah, let th- this is what you should do, and then they try something else, and yes, they're like exactly. you shouldn't have done it. And, Which yeah, is why the coaches know. 
let the coaches coach, right? <laughs> Even though we all try to coach. 2015, here we go. Here's a good one. The week after beating Nebraska with a Hail Mary, we all remember the Mangum Miracle Part 2. Fourth and seven, a freshman quarterback against the top 20 defense. The game rides on this play. On the move, downfield, lobs it to the end zone. Touchdown! He's done it again! Just got the chills. That's where <laughs> Starman was born. Mitchell Jurgens caught that in the end zone, and he pops up with his legs and arms straight out just like a star, Starman. But we can't forget about Kainakua's incredible game that day, nabbing three interceptions, including this pick six at the end of the game. Finley. Over the middle. Intercepted! It's a hat trick for Nakua. And he's not done. Touchdown! Can you believe it? Listen to that crowd. I was on the sideline for that game, Cleon. I was yeah. sidelining. Somebody, I don't know who, came up and grabbed me and spun me around after that happened. And uh, it was a good <laughs> I was like, excuse me. No, it was really you were going to tell me they planted a kiss on you or no, something like no, that. No, like, no. Wow, that's... They just kind of like picked me up, like just in excitement. It just wasn't, it was just <laughs> insanity on the sideline. It was crazy. BYU ended up winning 35 to 24. The following year, also a very good game. BYU gets two pick sixes in the game and plays well against 14th ranked Broncos team, but they fall short by one point because the field goal was blocked. By the no. way, what is it about me and talking about <laughs> all the losses? It was still a really well, good game. I gave game. all those games to you on purpose. Uh, 2019, BYU upsets number 14 ranked and undefeated Boise State team. Baylor Romney comes in as backup QB for the win. BYU took a page out of BSU's playbook and pulled out all the tricks for this game. It's a handoff to Katoa. It's a give to Hefo. It's a flea flicker, a throw to Bushman. It's complete, and another touchdown! 39-yard score on the reverse flea flicker. <laughs> on the reverse flea flicker. I love it. Like, what just happened? BOU came out on top 28-25. to This is the doubter in me, Lauren. And what okay. I'm trying to say is I remember coming into this game thinking, well, BYU's done. Backup <laughs> quarterback. They're not going to play well. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, except for not Baylor Romney. He was a phenomenal quarterback. Baylor Romney has Very to be on the – well, maybe not. I haven't really thought about this, but the Mount Rushmore of backup quarterbacks I'm at BYU. Serious. If I'm going with recency bias, he is one of those four people. I agree people. with you. All right, and then in 2020, BYU finally beats Boise on the Smurf turf. Yep, BYU's offense and defense dominated in an 51-17 to win, including this long touchdown to start the game. They go pistol with Algier behind Wilson. Shotgun snap to Zach, gives to Tyler. Tyler starts in, busts out, and has a hole. Second level, and he could go. 40-50. The Cougars are going to score on their first possession. Algier 20-10, and touchdown, Cougars! 86 yards on that run. It was 45-3 to in the fourth quarter before current BYU QB Cade Finnegan threw a couple of TDs for the Broncos. Finnegan was a third-string quarterback for Boise State. He talked to some of the guys once he transferred down here. He talked to some of them about what it was like to play against them in that 2020 season. I was mostly talking to the defensive guys, especially running the scout team. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I remember when you lit me up, Peyton, you know, like, oh, that was, yeah, it was a great hit, Max, you know, like, good stuff, guys. At least they can laugh about it now. And <laughs> finally, 
this year's matchup in 2022. I'm hoping it's a good game. I'm oh hoping it's a gosh. good game. Oh my gosh, you and me both. And I think that'll be a fun game for Cade Finnegan seeing his old friends. All right, and that does it for us today. Thanks again to BJ Rains for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.